into the Thursday edition of Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, coming to you live from the Lee Company Studios here in Columbia. I'm Maurice Patton. That's Chris Yao, still getting today's show together because he handles all the technical stuff. I'm just the face. But, um, <laughs> and thank God, too. Yeah, well, somebody's got to do it, right? So, but hey, um, it's Thursday. It's supposed to be Preps Thursday, and we will be talking some preps in the second hour. Um, got a fascinating event coming up next week in Hartsville, Tennessee. And we're going to talk to someone heavily involved with said event on Coach's Corner. So stay with us for that. But before we get to that, we're going to visit with friend of the show, Nubias Wilborn, who spent a little time a little south of here during his professional sports journalism career. And we're going to check in with him because something earth shaking, earth shattering, ground shaking. It's, it's all of that. It has shattered a lot today. Went down yesterday a little bit south of here, about three and a half, four hours. So we're going to get into that with new bots. Um, we're going to get into it probably here in the next little bit as well. But um, we actually have a different top story today, only because we're going to spend so much time, so much time on Nick, the top story. <laughs> uh, but there's th there is a really, really interesting story that of oh, just one uh, that is just it, you want to talk about weird. It's a wild and wacky story. If it had happened yesterday, it would have fit perfectly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Timing is everything. Yeah, timing is everything. So anyway, we've got one. We don't have a rundown. Just oh. FYI. Okay. Uh, it's 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 been a day today, as you well know. <laughs> and so I have I, I failed to to get the rundown put together, but I do have most everything, if that helps. Well. Um, so what do you what do you what do you want to do? We're going to get we're, we're going to we're going to make this work. Okay. I just want you to know that it's going to be. You're doing the rundown. It, yeah, basically, okay. <laughs> this is going to have to be me today because I, I, oh. I kind of screwed the pooch. Oh, darn. Uh, yeah, I kind of screwed the pooch and I apologize. But, you know, things happen and life goes on. You know, I'm, what I'm I hear. okay. Um, so they say I'm okay with it. Go ahead. So have uh, at it at your convenience. All right. Well, let's let's get into it. And so then, are you ready to give yesterday's results and today's schedule? I mean, I'm as ready as I'm going to be. On the rundown. Hey, look at there! Look at there! Good thing we don't have a sponsor today. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna. Not even put the rundown picture up. I'm just going to read it. Here just pre-wheel it. Here we go. Yesterday's girls basketball action, Montgomery Central down to Republic 47 to 19. And on the boys' side, it was uh, Montgomery Central 54, Republic 32. Men's college basketball last night. Tennessee falls at the hump. Yeah. 77-72, the final there. On hump day. Could. Well, see, and that's why. You can't play at the hump on hump day. You're bound to lose. No, you, you, that, that's not going to work out very well for you. Almost never. Belmont did, however, get the win over Illinois State, 67-60. They got over the hump. <clears throat> they did. Uh, at, well, they went around the curtain. <laughs> so, <laughs> boom, boom. 
and in women's action down in Ruston. It was Middle Tennessee State 64, LaTeX 61 in, in overtime. overtime. Jacksonville State men and women both down Liberty yesterday. So okay. big win up. Matter of fact, we're just going to rename Liberty's uh, arena Pete Matthews Coliseum North at this point because we've never lost it. So so they took Liberty. They know? did. We, we took we took they, the liberty. They took, of, they took the liberty of dousing the flames. That's exactly right, and yeah. they did in fact. High school basketball tonight. Uh, these are double headers at six o'clock. Boys to follow the girls. Nolensville at Brentwood, Dixon County at Clarksville, Northeast hosting Clarksville Academy, Madison Academy at Dayspring Academy, Columbia Academy at Fairview, Hillsborough at home against East Nashville, Kip, Kip Nashville at Knowledge Academies. Trousdale County is at Merrill Hyde. Lighthouse Christian of Antioch is at Smyrna. And Middle Tennessee Christian is at University School of Nashville. Now, <clears throat> women's basketball action tonight at 5 o'clock. Lipscomb's at Central Arkansas. At 5.30, Austin P is down at Tuna in Florence, the University of North Alabama. Vanderbilt goes to Kentucky, 15-1 Commodore women. At six o'clock, you can see on ESPN Plus. At number twenty-four Vanderbilt women. That's, I don't have rankings yeah. here, unfortunately. At six o'clock as well, Florida is at TBA at FCC and the Lady Vols. Sure. At eight o'clock on CBS Sports Network nationally televised will be La Tech at the Glass House against Middle Tennessee State University. Also tonight. Doubleheader action over in um, Lebanon, I guess. Cumberland, no, I'm sorry, it's at Freed, it's in Henderson. At Freed Hardeman will be the Cumberland men and women. Where? Where is it again? In Henderson. What's at, at Freed Hardeman. Okay, thank you. Freed Hardeman in Henderson. That's a 5:30 women's and 7:30 men's tilt. And as far as I know. That's your run there. Oh, wait. I forgot. Oh. It's... Top stories brought to you by our friends at Piggly Wiggly. The, the Hoggly Woggly. The Big Pig. The Big Pig. Piggly Wiggly, Hoggly Woggly, whatever you want to call it. They've got your daily deli lunch specials each and every day. Delicious food. Trust me, just go get some. Thank us later. They also have uh, fresh hand-cut meats, great produce, and, of course, all of your grocery needs, which hopefully they got bread and milk. <laughs> I don't know if they do at this point. Uh, <laughs> better get there soon, right? Better do something because, <clears throat> uh, yeah. It's 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 a it's a nut case right now. And but it's all cost plus ten. It is cost plus ten at the register. You should make sure to go by and check them out. Mo <clears throat> Michigan basketball guard Doug McDaniel has been suspended for six games. <laughs> that seems normal. What's not normal is that those six games are only road games. He is suspended for six Road games. What? In what world? Well, I mean, it kind of falls in line with every other 
sanction Michigan has received in recent memories that they kind of get to dictate what the punishment is. Six road games he's suspended for. And I'm just confused because this is someone. So no, now, now this is not an NCAA suspension. This is a Michigan. I don't think that the NCAA is <laughs> saying road games only. If it, if it were, they'd just be suspended, right? Most Well, you're right. The NCAA does everything weird, so who knows? Doug will dress for home games. However, when we are away from Ann Arbor, he will work toward meeting several academic goals he has set and needs to meet. Okay. According to Jawan Howard. So that's an interesting concept is you just can't travel with us. You need to stay here and, and take care of your but academics. But when we're at home, it doesn't matter because we're at home. You're not, you're not, missing, you're not missing class. You're not missing class. It's interesting. While I am disappointed, this is not something we take lightly. This is an ex- important step for Doug, D-U-G, D-U-G. and his success as a student athlete, where he will learn how to spell his name. <laughs> He's dug himself into a hole here academically. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> the school's punishment is un- uncommon, to put it lightly. Suspension for a player almost always means consecutive missed competition as opposed to alternating time on and off. So is he suspended from the games or just suspended from traveling? Because that sounds more That's what like, it sounds like. He, I mean, I think just, that's the best way to characterize it, yeah, really. He's, he's suspended not, from traveling. Yeah. So anyway. I mean, it, clearly, if he doesn't travel, he can't play in the road games. But Right. At Goodman Hoops. One former Michigan player just texted this. Is there a bigger clown show in college basketball right now? It's pretty much Louisville than everyone else. But Michigan is certainly firmly entrenched. They, are, they are pulling a well, hold my beer for well, sure. And here's the thing. This is what's so crazy is, you know, I want to say it was, um, I want to say it was, I can't remember, but. Michigan, oh, I know what it was. Someone asked who was going to be the next coach at Michigan basketball. And I'm like, I didn't know they had an opening. <laughs> and I, I mean, who gets fired first, Juwan Howard or Louisville dude? What is that dude's name? That's wild that I can't even remember dude's name. That's awful. That's that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's, I mean, surprisingly, because it doesn't make much sense. Um, gosh, Payne. Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne. Kenny Payne. Yeah, he's 4-28 and 28 <laughs> overall. <laughs> huh. I mean, mm. I don't know because here's the thing is, Michigan basketball is facing some of the same issues that Michigan football is facing. I mean, there are reports out there that 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 Jawan Howard has been in physical altercations with some assistant coaches, and you know he was supposed to be on his last warning. Yeah, he was kind of in a, under a zero tolerance yeah. type 
thing, I think, or After the punch, low tolerance. <laughs> clearly, well, he wasn't zero if he's if he's had physical altercations with coaches and nothing's happened. So Doug will miss tonight's game at Maryland. He will then play Monday against visiting Ohio State and a week from tonight against visiting Illinois. He will then miss January 23rd at Purdue, play against Iowa, miss the Michigan State trip. Now, I wonder if he can travel to Michigan State since it's so close. <laughs> no, I mean, I, and I, he's just banned from traveling. So, okay, so he, he might one, hit the class. two, three. He will miss trips to Nebraska and Illinois the second week in February. So this six-game suspension is going to last a month. Basically, six road game suspension. Man, over a ten game period, basically. Which is, you know, again, I, I guess based on the stated objective, like you said. Okay, kind of makes sense. When you go on the road, it's at least one night in a hotel, typically. Uh, and so you're missing probably two days because I assume that they're flying to most places. I don't think they're bussing a whole lot of places from Michigan uh, just because they can't. Maybe Michigan State. Except Michigan State. East Lansing's about the closest that they're going to get. Yeah. But, it, you know, that's that's kind of how you, know, you you have to leave early that day to get there for that night's game. And then maybe stay or the, the night before the night before and go get there for a walkthrough the next day. And I then fly back after the game. Mm -hmm. Either way, that's what that that's how this is work. So you're missing two days of class. It's, you're certainly missing a day of class, day of the game, possibly two. Yeah, because you're typically leaving mid afternoon, and anybody with a brain has classes that start at eleven, one, and three. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, you learn about those 8 o'clock classes. That's one of the first things you learn when you get on campus. Don't do that. No, no. So I, You know, if I, if I were a college counselor, like, you walk into that, that, that counselor's office for the first time to set up your classes, and, and those kids, every one of them say exactly what I said. Well, I've been getting up at 8 o'clock for 14 years straight. This ain't gonna be. Why, why would I stop now? <laughs> why would you stop now? Well, they don't stop you from saying that because somebody's got to take those eight o'clock classes. But as long as they're on the <laughs> schedule, they need somebody in them. Absolutely. So they don't tell you that. No. But yeah, you go ahead. Take an eight o'clock every day. I think you should take a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and a Tuesday, Thursday. Eight o'clock class. Because sure. if you, if, if, I mean, you're just gonna be used to it. There's no reason mm -hmm. to, to sleep in on Tuesday and Thursday if you're gonna get up on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's gonna make you late for Monday, Wednesday, Friday because you're not gonna want to get up and and so you you got to do it all week. Here's my here's Take my it from us. Mm, don't, don't sign up for eight o'clock classes, high school students. Now here's my question, and I don't know. Ian said maybe he gets travel sickness. Just to be totally real with it, I wonder if the 21 drinking age has any impact on that 8 o'clock 
class attendance? I, I mean, I, I, I like I like that you are insinuating that college students are waiting until they're 21 to drink. That is that is. <laughs> I'm just mighty I'm, fond of you to say that. I'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> okay. For the sake of any parents that may be listening. Well, you know. <laughs> no, you know, Ian, yes, there are classes in American universities. They don't just do sports, although that's what most of them do. And in basketball, you know, a lot of times you get those one and dones or or whatever, but right. it is that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, maybe he gets travel sick. Yeah, the student athlete. <laughs> that is the uh, alleged term. Student athlete. Yeah. So, so anyway, listen, we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about, and most of it can you know, centers around coaching. Somebody vacancies leaving <laughs> coaching <laughs> vacancies, and so we're we've gotten a bias, Wilborn. He's going to, he's standing by. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we will be right back with more Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint, right after this. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931 381 2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
Welcome back into Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. That's Chris Yao and Maurice Patton. And as we promised you at the bottom of the last segment, joining us now, friend of the show, man who needs no introduction, but we're going to introduce him anyway. New Bias Wilborn joining us here, talking about the unexpected departure of Nick Saban as head coach at the University of Alabama after 17 seasons, six national championships. Nubas, um, obviously having covered Auburn for AL.com for a few seasons, you had opportunities to be around Saban and to hear about Saban and that kind of thing. What was your immediate reaction when you heard the news yesterday? Well, it's interesting. So I got a text from a buddy over there saying that, watch your phone, you're going to be blown away. And I was like, okay. I saw the Carol stuff earlier, and I was like, is that what you're talking about? He's like, nah, man. He's like, it's going to be a major change at Bama. It's going to shock you. And sure enough, about five minutes later, uh, here comes um, Chris Lowe's report, and I'm like, oh. Because you know how you see things on Twitter, right? And, you know, you they've gotten really good at deceiving on the, on the timeline now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think it's Megan Thee Stallion would say, don't believe anything with the big font. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> But when I looked, and I was like, oh, this is Chris Lowe's real Twitter. And, you know, I, I have a relationship with Chris, and I texted him. He's like, I'm very busy, but yeah, it's true. I say, well, all right. And then, you know, it, it was true. And it was kind of shocking. I did not necessarily, I mean, I guess if you look back in hindsight, you can see some tea leaves that it was possible. I know after that Texas loss, because one thing about Bama that people don't realize is it's one of the few places where the boosters might be crazier than the fans. Okay. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, they might be as impatient, if not worse than the fans, you know what I'm saying? Which, I mean, you know, the story of Bill Curry getting a brick thrown through his window, that's true. Like, these are, these are things that have happened and people forget, you know, you, you have an audience, they might not know who Bill Curry is, okay? But he was one of the guys trying to follow behind Gene Stallings, like Ray Perkins and all these other guys. I mean, excuse me, I mean, behind Bear Bryant, Right. And as I said before, people forget, man, that was a long stretch between that championship in 1991 and the success that Nick Saban had. And even if Saban had a struggle in that second season, because remember, that first year they lost to Louisiana Monroe famously. They lost like five or six games. They came back that next season were national championship contenders and pretty much were the entire time. I think if they'd have done anything less than that, Saban might not have made it very long. That school eats its young more than anybody. And I say this guy who covered Auburn, okay? Auburn's expectations aren't as high as Alabama's, which is saying a lot. The difference is Alabama has more history to prove that their expectations are fair. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to say, well, Nick did it. Bear Bryant did it. Never mind that these are probably, I don't know, maybe the two greatest coaches of all time and that they've both been at your school. You know what I'm saying? Um it's a lot, man. And, you know, look, you look at what Saban's done. And by the way, I will say I had some really good interactions with him over my time covering Auburn. Always very polite to me. 
very respectful. Um, you wouldn't know that he's the GOAT if you were around him. You know what I'm saying? He does not carry himself with that kind of air. At least he does his best not to. You know what I'm saying? And, no, it'll be missed. It'll be a major thing. I think it'll be major impact in the state of Alabama. Um, just to clear this up, there were some trees rolled on Tumor's Corners, okay? Some. They didn't roll all the trees. Not all of them, but some. Yeah, well, uh, also, you know. You stole you know, how many cool. of them is there? What's that? You stole B2. How many of them is there? Well, you know, they have like a whole lane. They go further down if they want to, but there's two main trees, you know. Oh, but, yeah. okay. Okay. But, you know, sometimes they get a little, you know, but uh, to be fair, the equestrian coach, Greg Williams, went into the equestrian Hall of Fame on that same day. So some could say maybe it was for. Of course. Williams. There you go. It was, it was certainly go. for that. That makes perfectly good sense. Nubias. <clears throat> Dan Lanning announced today that he is not leaving Oregon to take the Alabama job or any other job, apparently. There were reports last night that Dan Lanning was in Tuscaloosa. Those reports have since been refuted. Let me ask you something. You've covered a major college beat. <laughs> How, if you didn't either see Dan Lanning in Tuscaloosa or attribute Dan Lanning's sighting in Tuscaloosa to someone else, do you report that Dan Lanning was in Tuscaloosa last night? I wouldn't. <laughs> But, you know, I, I, hey, man, look, I, honestly, man, what is journalism today? I mean, seriously, like, what is it? I mean, is it, you know, two columnists uh, uh, call each other the B word on YouTube pages? I don't know anymore. I mean, what, what is good journalism these days? I personally wouldn't do that. I would assume any employer I have that would be a legitimate employer wouldn't allow me to stay employed if I did that. But maybe some people can do what they want to. I, I think it was ridiculous. Um, there are ways to report that kind of stuff. Like there are ways to say, hey, you can track a flight from this place to that place. There are ways to do it. But if you didn't see that man in town or if you were saying that someone saw that man in town, that has to be. So, I mean, those are the kind of things to me that make or break a career, not only a career. You know, my grandmother told me a long time ago before she passed away. Um, I'm not the only Will born in this world, okay? Just like, Mo, you're not the only Pat and Chris, you're not the only one of your family, right? Okay? <laughs> and so, if you do things that embarrass you, they embarrass the whole entire family, and, and the rest of them, they did nothing to nobody. And I just don't know if those kind of things matter as much today as they did when my grandmother said that to me some years ago. Clearly, they don't to some people. Well, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, 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 but look, and, and maybe it doesn't do their employer if they're still employed today after that. In, or in certainly if they're still employed doing the same thing. So, yeah, it's, it's wild. Who do you see, you know, realistically? Uh, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. It's a, that's a tough one, right? If you asked me this question five years ago, I think we all would have said Dabo Swinney, right? Um, I don't think we feel that way now. One, because Dabo has shown himself to be rather thin-skinned, right? 
And I just don't see how he would work at a place like Alabama, even though he went there and everything, if, if he's as thin-skinned as he appears to be. Um, five years, three, maybe three years ago, I would have said Kirby Smart. I don't know if Kirby wants to leave his alma mater now. I mean, he he has a hall pass at UGA that he would never get at Alabama. Um, I really don't know, man, because do you do you go get a big name that's gonna be in potential harm because of this job? Do you I don't think you can bring up a coordinator? This is a tough one, man. But allegedly, according to reports, they've been telling people that um they're going to have this coach, I guess, within 72 hours. I guess we'll find out on Friday. But if it's not a landing type, if it's not Kirby Smart, I don't know which way they go. Maybe the Brian Hart. I'm joking. Nevada's <laughs> <laughs> the first. Hey, how would that make Auburn fans feel, though? Brian Hart goes to Alabama and takes his, like, four national champions. <laughs> Well, here's the thing is, Justin, we can hear you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Justin's happy to talk over there. He, he's he's, he's typing, he's which is feverishly. And we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was in our ear. But, okay, you just said exactly what everybody's thinking. And I, and I, I posed this question to some Alabama fans. They took it personally, and that's not how I mean it. I, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but is Alabama on their third or fourth choice at this point? It will look like it unless they've just got a hold of South Carolina playing for us. I mean, you know, think about it. Like, D'Amico Ryans, he's in the playoffs right now, so, I mean, he couldn't interview for the job anyway if he was a candidate. But if you're him, do you leave C.J. Stroud in that situation that you have – with the Texans, considering the low expectations they're going to have there, to go to Alabama, even though it's your alma mater? I don't know. No. no. I, I, I don't think I would do it, but I can't speak to what that man's mind I, I think I think the number I, – and I don't know that they had to make a call. This, this Essentially what the conversation went like this. They have to call Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, I'm sure. Well – they don't have to call Steve Sarkeesian. They know if Steve Sarkeesian is available. They know if he's an option already. Sark and Saban are talking every day. They know if Steve Sarkeesian wants to be the head coach, he's going to be the next head coach at Alabama. So the list starts with Sarkeesian? The list starts with Steve Sarkeesian. More than I understand. I, I, I mean, and I, I've heard him obviously a lot. And there are people there who want him, and he may want it. I mean, but again, I mean, that's a tough situation. Now, the wild card would be Lane Kiffin. I don't think they're going to go there for a lot of reasons. But if you're talking about somebody who's crazy enough to take the job, because you do got to be a little crazy to take that job, especially after Saban, Lane Kiffin would be crazy and illusional enough to think he could do it. And also, he'd be crazy enough to deal with the crazy Alabama stuff, which – I don't think people really understand how crazy Alabama can get. I mean, no. besides the history of the state and, you know, uh, somebody joked and said um, Alabama hadn't been this bad since they, they moved the signs out the water fountains. But, um, you know, just say Bama football can get real nasty real fast. 
No, and, you're exactly right. There, there, there are only a few people, and, and Tennessee fans are very similar in this regard. Obviously, Shiano Sunday proved that it can get insanely crazy, but Alabama is even at another level, especially at this point, because you're talking about a lot of people who remember Ray Perkins. Oh, yeah. A lot of people remember how that went down and they don't want to go, they don't want to go through that again. They don't want to go through the, and you said it's been a long time since 1992 to 2009. Mm -hmm. It's almost the same amount of time from 1978 to 1992. And even that wasn't pretty either because people forget there was, there were stretches where, I mean, and this is hard to fathom now. And I'm not trying to be insulted when I'm saying I want a whole bunch of Bama fans in my mentions. But, like, the numbers are the numbers, man. Bama was a laughingstock program for a while. Now, I'm not talking now well, their history they can point to, but there was, a, there was those stretches where they were not good. But here's what you don't have to worry about. After Gene Stallings, what did they have to deal with? Probation. Probation. Yeah. After... Dennis Franchoni during Mike's during Mike Shuler years, what they have to deal with mm-hmm. probation. They ain't got to deal with that. They'll they'll never have to deal with that again. Well, hey, I will say this: never say never on that. Well, <laughs> but I mean that's the kind of thing that you're not going to have to worry about if you're the next coach at Alabama, like Dubose and Shula had to deal with. The next coach doesn't have to do that. Yeah, that's true. No, I give it to you. I mean, they're coming into a much better situation, but but the trash report of NIL changed all of it, baby. And that's the other part that I don't think we're really um, factoring in, is that that portal, that tra- the portal and NIL change it all. I mean, because you just saw the five-star receiver decommit. I know those kids on campus right now, their phones are blowing up, um, or they're – well, they're – the people around them are getting phone calls because, you know, can't directly talk to the kids. But <laughs> somebody, somebody talking to them, I guarantee you. So, well, And they have 30 days. Yeah. Now, not starting now because Nick Saban's in the building. Jimmy Sexton is in the building. Wait, well, I'm and telling you this. A video of that. We know Jimmy Sexton is in the Mount Moore Athletic Facility. Well, I'll tell you this. There's probably not a happier man on the planet than to beat Jimmy Sexton. <laughs> hey, that man is making a whole bunch of coaches a whole lot of money right now. Um, and that man is making himself yep, a whole bunch of money right now. Hey, that, that man is making a whole that man is making a whole bunch of money for a whole lot of people, including himself right now. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that, that man is happier. <laughs> with, well, brother, I don't know if I don't know if you do y'all have ever met Jimmy. I've not. Okay. Jimmy Sexton looks like and acts like what you would think Jimmy Sexton would look like and act like. <laughs> that's that's okay. exactly what we need to know. There. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, said coach in Alabama. Nick showed up for work today at seven thirty. Hey man, hey man, Nick Saban's go Nick Saban, man. I mean, listen, I mean. I, I I will say this. I do think we got to look at the situation what college football is and where the sport is. I think you will see a lot of – I mean, the, the portals changed it, man. And NIL has really changed it for the good and for the bad. I'm happy these kids are getting their money. But I just think a lot of coaches are going to check out. 
let me let, let me okay let me interject yeah. right there because <clears throat> I I took exception to a couple of folks putting that up on various social media platforms that Saban Saban's leaving is a result of the state of college football. You know, mm-hmm. how many Mercedes-Benz dealerships does Nick Saban own? Uh, a couple. Well, more, I mean, more than, more than we own together. More than any college football coach would own 20 years ago. Little right. Known so, I'm, little known fact, Nick Saban owns a portion of tri-green equipment here in Columbia, Tennessee. Okay. So, I mean, my, my point further Nobody had a problem with the state of college football when Nick Saban was buying multiple Mercedes-Benz dealerships or whatever some of these other coaches are into. When the coaches were making money, nobody had an issue with the state of college football. When the schools were making money, nobody had a problem with the state of college football. Now, all of a sudden, the kids can move around a little bit. Now, all of a sudden, the kids are getting a little money, and the state of college football is to blame for Nick Saban retiring. Nick Saban is 72 years old. Well, here's the thing. I think this is a very much a both things can be true, okay? (laughs) And what I mean by that is Mm -hmm. everything you're saying is right. I will also say, hey, um, I would imagine a 72-year-old man of Nick Saban's stature and caliber and everything that he has done probably does not want to deal with some 16-year-old with his hand out on the first visit. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, where's the money at, Nick? You know what I'm saying? I would imagine (laughs) he probably is like, you know, I've had enough of this. Now, I get the other side of it, too, because you're right, Mo, but I also understand the side of the coaches where you have these kids who already were entitled, you know what I'm saying, who already – have been having their butt swiped for them since they were five years old or the second somebody realized they had some talent. They've had people whispering in their ears for a long time, okay? And now you give them hundreds of thousands of dollars with no guidance. And not making them prove it. And not making them prove it. But that's that's because NIL has been corrupted because the concept of NIL from the start was you get on campus, you make a name for yourself, and, and then, then, you money. But then a so, third party gives you money to use your name, image, and likeness on a T-shirt in a video game, et cetera, et cetera. Right, because right. you created a name. But we need, to, we need to stop here because we need to go through this timeline because there are enough people within the University of Alabama circles that I trust who say – Nick Saban finished an interview for a defensive coordinator at 3.55 p.m. Yesterday? Yesterday. Yeah, he, had, he interviewed a wide receiver coach, too. So. And held a team meeting at 4 o'clock. Where he announced his retirement. Where he told them that he was 72 years old and there were health. He was retiring for health reasons. Did not say his health reasons. There are some reports that Miss Terry has some health issues. And if that is the case, we really need to not be besmirching the name of Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach to ever walk the earth, for leaving. leaving. I'm saying these people who are saying he's leaving because of NIL, 
Like, let's calm down. He's not leaving because of NIL. Nick Saban was going to thrive in the NIL market just like he has in every other market because he's the best salesperson in college football. If he wasn't, let me say this. this. But but that's my point is that Nick Saban is not retiring because of NIL. No, that's, I I I will say this. I do think the factor, and not necessarily NIL, I think the portal and the way that's set up more than anything. For people I've talked to, is a I'm not saying it's the only reason, but it is a factor in it from everything that I've been told or that I've heard or just conversations over time, right? Is that 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 landscape? Again, people just focus on nil, the money part. It's not just the money part; it is the the one recruiting your house, right? It's not equitable, first of all, because you know what I'm saying. Like you get some guys not getting anything. You get some guys making millions. Of course, I think if you're a Bama player, I think all those guys from every every scholarship player has some type of NIL deal. Every every one of their scholarship players. Um, I know at Auburn, every one of their scholarship players and even some of the walk-ons have a deal. Now, what each deal consists of, we'd be here hours talking about that. Like some guys' deals are maybe five thousand dollars, some guys' deals are five hundred thousand, you know what I'm saying, depending on various factors, right? But it's it's the extra level of having to manage all of that stuff, having to re-recruit your own players, having to add all these extra responsibilities to travel. Oh, and by the way, the man is 72 years old. Man is 72, years old. 72 years old ain't young, man. Don't get me wrong. I think he, I, from what I've been told, he's in, he's in great shape. He works out regularly. He still will do shuttle runs with the guys. So, you know, I don't think it's just a combination of all of it. And definitely if there's a potential that his wife isn't as well, and he's got all the money, he's got enough money to be two gods. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't money. What more can he accomplish? I get why he would get out, but I, but I don't think we can ignore the changing landscape of the sport. And that's not to demonize the young men getting money or that Simon wouldn't win within it. But I do think we got to factor in, hey, what is it like to spend three years recruiting a kid? You get him on campus. And you still got to recruit him. Yeah, you still got to recruit him or he just leaves after one season. And the decisions come down to it just being about the money. I think that's another concern for a lot of coaches because they still want these kids, these young men especially, to make decisions based upon a community that's going to work for them a campus that's going to work for them. Saban, one thing that I've always been told, he's big on the education for these kids. He tells them not to just pick any old major, find something you actually like. Um, He will let kids, you know, work around, you know, the school schedule to take the class they want to take. Um, I think that's something that was very concerning to him, that kids were asking more questions about the money than about the campus and the community and you know the program and that part of it is what's concerning to me when i not the kids getting money but when you make the decision just on money it does kind of kill the college football because you're not dedicated and committed to that campus you're dedicated to the dollar and those are two different things um like in the pros it's whatever but in college part of that relationship is Hey, I played at Alabama. I played at Tennessee. Maybe you own a car dealership one day or you own a restaurant one day because of that relationship. Or, hey, let's be real. In the real world, 
you're more likely to be sitting in a math class next to the next Tim Cook at Albany mm. than you are to be sitting in the locker room next to the next Cam Newton. But if you don't stay in school and you're constantly transferring, where do you build those relationships? And those are the kind of relationships, because it's real. We know the numbers of these guys go to the league, okay? Now, if you're playing in an SEC school, a Bama, an Auburn, a Tennessee, a Florida, Georgia, you think every one of y'all going to go pro. But we know that's not true, even though, like, some years it looks like everybody on the Bama roster went pro. You know, with saving what? Having, what, over 46 first-round picks? Mm-hmm. And it looks that way, but the reality is most of these guys are going to go pro in something other than sports, right? <laughs> you know, that Yeah, didn't see that boy commercial. And so if you're constantly – ironic, right? But listen, but if you're constantly transferring schools, how do you build the relationships with, you know, your fellow students that could potentially lead to – like what I got in journalism. You have to learn how to network across rather than above. Mm. College is where you do that. College is where you build those connections. And if the kids only go to football practice and they only take their class online and then they transfer every other year, you don't build those relationships. Yeah. And that, I will tell you, was very concerning to Nick Saban, is that you we're creating a situation where the young men aren't getting what they should got out of the college experience. He's going to still win his games. But I think that part is very concerning to him. And I do want to kind of Make sure we clean that up because that is a very concerning thing for a lot of people who care about college sports is when you create a world where these kids are just getting the money. Look at Florida State team, for instance. Let's be real. They had a bunch of mercenaries on that team, not knocking them as people, but just saying the minute things didn't go right, what happened? They all bounced. Look at Georgia. The difference with that Georgia team and why they were able to win that game, and I think Kirby said it, hey, man, we did this for college football. Because the bowl should still matter. Because once it's just about the money, it's just about the money. And I do think that's something that we have to address and look at in this college sports going forward. Because let's be real. These still aren't pros. They're not professionals. Nebraska Wilborn sharing some of his fantastic insight, as always, here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I have managed to find an article from about 20 minutes ago on Sports Illustrated. According to reports, when Nick Saban announced his retirement to the team Wednesday afternoon, he cited health as one of the reasons that pushed him toward retirement. But the former Alabama head coach clarified in an interview with ESPN's Reese Davis that there is no serious health issues for him or his wife of 50 plus years, Terry. Hmm. There's no illness. Ms. Terry's fine. I'm fine. Saban told ESPN, but it was the, can you sustain the season just from a mental grind standpoint? When I was young, I could work till two in the morning, get up at six and be there the next day and be full of energy and go for it. But when you get a little older, that gets a little tougher. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> I think all, all three of us can relate to that. I mean, I know I can. Yeah. I, so, I, so well, that's, I, I don't know what more to tell you regarding but the all, health also, aspect. But it also goes into, we talk about NIL, talk about the portal. These are added things that now add more time to. It's not the money itself. Mm-hmm. It's having to raise the money. Because that's another thing with this. You got to well, raise the money. You got to deal with that. And that's got to play into who takes this job. 
Yeah. Who can continue to raise that money? Because if you make a bad hire, the money goes away. And you become Tennessee. Well, I don't know if the money goes away. Texas A&M is proof that they just throw more at it. Well, but but not everybody's going to be Texas A&M, though. Alabama is. I mean, Alabama is. Alabama's Alabama is one of the handful of programs that can poach a coach from from a program out of a similar caliber. They're one of a handful of programs, Texas, Alabama, now maybe Georgia, Michigan's, et cetera, who can go get a guy who is at a current college job and has had college football playoff level success. Steve Sarkeesian. Kalen DeBoer, by the way, who Joel Klatt says would be shocked if he's not the head football coach at Alabama. Mm. Hey, I mean, look, if you're going to go get a Kalen DeBoer, I mean, I think that's be a guy you want. Now, the question is, can he recruit the South? I don't know enough about his background. Fresno and, and Washington doesn't really you know, give me a whole lot of, you know. I'm just, I mean, maybe he can. I don't know. It's but hey. As, as, as I, I joked about Brian Harson, but as he found out, it's a different life down here in the Southeast, baby. <laughs> it is. Whole... A, it, well, I mean, Brian, Brian Kelly's finding that out. Oh yeah, and, he, and he's in L and he's in LSU where it's easy to recruit within a two hundred mile radius. You're right. All you got to do is send a letter. <laughs> but also the expect the expectations, man. The SEC. It's all changed. I mean, listen, man. That's going. I mean, Bama's going. Bama. They're going to spend the money. Bama's going to spend the money. But, you know, we talk about spending money. Texas A&M spends the money. Now, to be fair, I don't know if either of you have ever been to College Station. Have you? I've not. Oh, no, I've never been. Oh, it is a very weird place, son. <laughs> it is a very, I mean, nice stadium, weird fans, weird place. Um, and it's hard to get to because it's about an hour plus away from Houston. It's not really near anything. It's not a cool city like Austin is. It, it's a tough, it's a tougher place to recruit than people will realize. Um, it's not an easy place. And quite honestly, not really a very great football history. Um, if you look at it, I mean, when's the last time they won a national championship? When's the last time they've really been even relevant in it? And when have they ever historically been relevant? You know what I'm saying? Like some of this is, I think that's just who they are, but that's a whole nother conversation there. But with Bama, it's a trick bag, man, because they've had such great success with two probably of the best coaches of all time. They've also had some very lean times. I mean, you know, you mentioned Mike DeBose and Price and Shula. Mike Price undefeated, by the way. Oh, yeah, well, he was undefeated. <laughs> At Alabama, he, really, he was. He was undefeated, but he was also winless. <laughs> well, I'm gonna say I don't know. Um, I think that uh, I think that strip club was defeated him. Uh, oh. he, he took an L there. There's no he doubt. He did take an L there. He didn't Allegedly. think he did, but he did. Yeah. He Allegedly, he took an L there. Right? But, there's no, but, no doubt. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, man. It, it's 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 not as easy as I think it's gonna be, man. Right. It's, it, it's it's a very it's challenging, and I really do feel. For the AD there right now, Greg Byron, I really because that's not going to be an easy decision. Do uh, do we? Because it the way it feels is 
They already got their guy. Well, whomever it, it is. But it's going to be the right guy. Sure, sure. Now, I, here's the question. This is the question. If it's not a Kirby, type, Kirby Smart type, if it's a really good coach at a really crappy school, who is it? And why mm. is it Lance Leopold? Oh, okay. 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 I mean, I mean, I he's the best, he's the best football coach at a crappy school right now that there is. I mean, hey, listen, I like Lance. And he has recruited that Midwest area very well. He has taken that Kansas program and taken it places that I mean, I couldn't have imagined it could go. You know what I'm saying? And he's probably taking it probably as far as he can. Um, I can see it. But, ooh, buddy, I don't know if that's going to make the Bama fans happy. That's that's my thing with that hire specifically or with a hire of that ilk. Nate Oates? If, if you are – Best basketball, you're man. You're telling me Alabama football and Alabama basketball fans have the same expectations? I, I mean, I know you're from there, and, and I'm going to defer to you on that. I'm just saying, Lance Leopold is a tough sell to a fan base that just watched a guy win six national championships in 17 years. That's what I'm saying. If it's not one of those guys, it's got to be. I well, mean, I mean, who I mean, is at some point, someone has to coach the Alabama football team. So, yeah, I mean, if you can't get what you want, you got you to gotta get the best <laughs> you can get. But, but the fact that they can't get what they want is really something that they're going to have a tough time wrapping their arms around. Well, I mean, but that's also the business. And well, particularly because Mal Moore camped outside of Nick Saban's house to get Nick Saban for two days. I mean, literally stayed in his car outside of Nick Saban's house until Miss Terry said, hey, go talk to that guy. He's, he's not leaving until you talk to him. And then he became the coach at Alabama. And so, you know, Alabama's going to do whatever it takes to get their guy, no matter what. But they have to identify their guy. I don't know who the guy is mm -hmm. if it's not Steve Sarkeesian. Because after that, the list goes really weird. And I don't know, man. I think, I think they should just hire Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick together. And the stop gap would be done. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, because then they, they could they could argue uh on fourth and goal whether to run it or throw it. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> I mean, wow. look, I'm just gonna put it like this, man. I that I don't there's not a tougher okay. I will say there's probably not a better job and a tougher job than mm -hmm. coaching the Alabama football team in college sports. Um, especially having to follow after who you got to follow after. Uh, maybe you do go crazy with a Lance Leopold and see if that could pop. I mean, Lanning has said no. I thought it would have been the most obvious. And but also, I can't blame Lanning for saying no. He's got Can a good Lanning thing. Lanning say no? Did Lanning get an offer? Well, either way, he wasn't. He ain't coming. Guy. He ain't going. He, he he's not going to be the coach. However, it went down. I mean, we've, we've gone from landing is in Tuscaloosa to did landing get an offer. It's crazy, right? 
Hey, man, some point, by the way, some point we got to address how, how we do this whole industry thing, man. This is silly. Like, not y'all, but you know what I mean? The whole, <laughs> is he is he there? Is he not there? Where is he? I mean, Either you saw him or you didn't. Yeah. You, you, right. you have to either give me firsthand knowledge or attribute to firsthand knowledge. Absolutely. One or the other. Either somebody saw him, either I saw him, or it, I don't know if he was there or not, and I'm not saying it. <laughs> Or I have a source that says they saw him. Right. And you better trust that source. Well, but that's the other thing too, right? I mean, that source. I mean, that source can't be, you know, Puka who works at the airport, man. I mean, I saw somebody earlier this week discussing an unrelated situation, and they talked about the hand of God attribution. I mean, you can't just say. Dan Lanning was in Tuscaloosa. End of discussion. Especially when he wasn't. Especially when he was <laughs> home watching The Born Legacy or whatever it was. Jesus Christ. So, so anyway, Nabias man. Always. Love. Hey, man, thank y'all, man. Hey, uh, I saw I saw a byline, uh, and maybe I don't know how the the world works these days with Newsweek. SI and Newsweek together is that well so doing the Newsweek stuff still, but also uh, starting some stuff doing uh, all Titans on. Sports Illustrated. So yeah, it's been been a weird journey, and was at the game last week, and trying to get moved to Nashville and all the stuff. So yeah, we're trying to get moved to Nashville. Yeah, 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 man. Well, I guess we're announcing that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Come on there. Come on. Absolutely. Contestant on the Price is Right, my friend. Come Come on. From here, I'd go up, but yes, we're we're gonna make it up, down, Let's whatever. We're gonna make it happen. So all right. Yeah, hopefully we can come back in and soon and do some more. We're talking on this good stuff here. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Nabias Wilburn joining us here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Nabias, appreciate you. Hey, no problem. And we'll talk about coaching search with Titans soon, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. In about 30 <laughs> seconds. Yep. All right, man. Yep. We'll catch up. All right. We are going to take a regular break here, Justin. Uh, so let's take a regular break. Come back with Terry McCormick right after this on Main Street Sports Today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. 
purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. Time now for your Daily Titans update with Terry McCormick joining us now. Terry, what's up, man? Well, everything going on here with the Titans as they try to find a new coach. And we also get a little bit of, uh, I guess, some reporting and explanation as to why the old one uh, is no longer there. So it's uh, been an interesting uh, 48 hours, so to speak. Slight understatement. Slight understatement. Um, Terry, um, first off, <clears throat> any new names? Well, more of the same type of names that you would expect. I think uh, one new name that did surface today was uh, Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson, not to be confused with the lead singer of ACDC. This is a different Brian Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So there you have it. Show, showing my 80s roots there. But there we uh, go. nonetheless, you know, an interesting name. You know, and some of the names have been offensive guys. Some have been defensive guys. And I posted this that if you're going with somebody who is going to be a first-time hire, somebody who's the first time out of the gate being a head coach, I almost think you have to go offense. And this is why I think you have to go offense. Because if you hire an offensive guy that's a first-time head coach, he installs the system that he wants to run on offense. He hires somebody to run the defense, and they do their thing. Now, if you flip that around, if you hire a defensive guy and you bring in an offensive guy to run the, that side of the ball, then if that guy is really good at what he does, chances are two to three years he's going to be a head coaching candidate somewhere else and you're going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator with your defensive-minded head coach, whereas defensive guys are not as in demand, and you're more likely to find and keep a defensive coordinator for your offensive-minded coach, uh, just kind of the way the NFL is working today. If you're going to go with a defensive-minded coach, then I think that's where you maybe go and err on the side of somebody who's been a head coach before maybe a Jim Schwartz type. I know Dan Quinn is one of the names that's on the list. 
I'm not thrilled about that one, you know, in terms of what he would bring as after the way his tenure ended with the Falcons. I still think they need to go with one of these offensive guys, whether that's Brian Johnson or Ben Johnson or Brian Callahan or Bobby Slowick. Those guys would at least seem to get my attention in terms of, okay, you're going to try something different here. And in terms of those sorts of things, there was a report out that they're not interested in Belichick, not a surprise, and they're not interested in Harbaugh, not a surprise. So they're not interested in a coach who's going to want to come in and want full control because they didn't give it to Mike Vrabel, according to the reports, after he had you know, lobbied for it and pushed for it. And But even though Harbaugh and Belichick certainly have more skins on the wall than Vrabel does, doesn't sound like uh, they're eager to get uh, back into that same boat. I saw that post that you put up yesterday, and it made a lot of sense. So continuing to go down that path and going down the path that Yao pointed out that you're not going to get an established coach necessarily to come in and work with a relatively inexperienced GM like a Rand Carthon. So, so you're probably looking at a defensive coordinator who hasn't necessarily been a head coach um, or has been an interim head coach. Maybe under these circumstances, maybe Antonio Pierce looks a little bit better. Yeah, and I think if you hire Antonio Pierce, you're getting, I think it maybe been Chris yesterday that said he's kind of Vrabel 2.0 in terms of a leader of men. Well, he and said then, that. I said 2.0, but yeah. Yes. You know, you're getting a guy who would be a leader of men, which is certainly an important factor when you start to look for a head coach. But then you still have to find who his guy would be on offense. And if he's good, he's going to be gone in two or three years because that's just the way the league rolls. So it's going to be interesting to see. You know, I'm not averse to them hiring a defensive guy, but I just think that an offensive guy is where the league is trending to. And if they're going more to analytics and they're going more to newfangled type of stuff, it makes sense that if you're going to jump in the fast lane with all these teams like the Dolphins and the Bengals and the Texans who are doing it with, you know, super stud quarterbacks and receivers who can run like crazy and, and that sort of thing, then you need to find that guy who is your guy for the next several years. Yeah, I think that's kind of the thing is it doesn't seem like a Jim Schwartz type is going to be the head coach because, again, analytics, et cetera. So it certainly, it certainly feels like it's going to be a younger guy, a guy who's more prone to or apt to going with what the analytics say more times than not and things of that nature. So it's, it feels like it's going to be a young offensive mind, but of course it, it could literally be anyone at this point. I would just like to point out that Brian Johnson is the wrong Johnson that we need to be uh, interviewing for our head coaching job. It's, I, think, I think they meant to call Ben and got the wrong number. <laughs> well, Brian Johnson was doing just fine until the Eagles hit December, and all of a sudden they've hit the skid. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. 
how much of that is on him. But uh, I think the that, only way you bring Brian Johnson in is if he brings A.J. Brown back with Ooh. him. There you I go. I want A.J. Brown at this point. <laughs> To your point about Schwartz, Chris, actually, Jim Schwartz was one of the first coaches I ever met who was heavily involved and heavily into analytics and knowing the percentages of, you know, what teams do on, or on, on certain downs and distances and all. He was into Baseball that type stats. of stuff the first time he was here under Jeff Fisher because he, he would talk about those things because he'd kind of gotten the idea from the whole money ball thing with the Oakland A's and was working on how that translated to football. So he actually was kind of ahead of the curve on some of that stuff. Yeah. I'm all in for baseball stats in football. Let's, let's go for it. Literally, on fourth down, let's go for it. Because that's what the analytics say. Let's just know. make sure we get. Let's just make sure we get somebody with an 800 OPS or better, right? Exactly. So I just, I'm really interested to see how this is going to play out. Obviously, the Titans are are in a situation where they want to talk to guys who are still coaching and still, you know, you know, in the hunt for a Super Bowl, and and we'll see how how it works out. But boy, the current openings in the NFL are certainly curious when it pertains to Mike Rabel. So we'll see how that plays out as well. Let me throw this at you real quick and, and tell me if you guys agree or not or not. But I think it's the chess match that's going to take place on wild card weekend and even with the teams that have a bye, like the Ravens where Mike McDonald is one of the candidates. But I think it might be interesting to see, like you, you look at the Cleveland-Houston game. You got Bobby Slowick matching wits with Jim Schwartz. Does the winner of that game get a leg up and, and, and on the Titans' radar in terms of, well, Bobby Slowick's offense was better than Jim Schwartz's defense or vice versa? Do you think that plays into anything at all? Or, or does the loser of that game get a leg up in terms of being available? That is true. It depends on, I guess, how good the, good or bad they look, you know. If the game ends up 41 to 10, they may not get a call at all. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you're still, you're still coaching for your, uh, for your interviews, so just FYI. All right. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's hear about Zen Sports and then take a regular break after that. Terry, appreciate it as always. The new sports betting app exclusively in Tennessee the last few months, and I'm excited to share with you some big news. Now, when you sign up for a Zen Sports account, you will receive up to a $1,000 no danger first wager. That's right. When you place your first bet in Zen Sports with up to plus 500 odds, you can be reimbursed for the amount of your bet up to a $1,000 maximum within 24 hours if the bet loses. And there's more good news Zen Sports is rolling out its brand new VIP rewards program. This new VIP rewards program will allow top-tier customers to earn more bonuses, comps, and perks. The VIP program is by invite only, so if you feel your Zen Sports Play qualifies for VIP consideration, please check out the program details and apply at zensports.com slash VIP. No other sportsbook will offer you a premier sports betting experience with 24-7 top-tier customer support and faster withdrawals than Zen Sports. So what are you waiting for? Get going and download their app at zensports.com today. Zen Sports, betting just got better. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. That's Chris Yao. I'm Maurice Patton. As we head into the – well, we continue the second hour of the show with Coach's Corner, which usually happens in the first hour on Thursdays, but we kind of needed to switch some things up. But There, there was a, sort of a, a big news deal. That we needed to address pretty quickly. <laughs> this is pretty big news as well. Um, because we're about to be joined by Trousdale County wrestling coach Beverly Atwood. Now, Trousdale County does not traditionally have wrestling, did not have wrestling before Rob Atwood got there. Rob Atwood is the only member of the Yellow Jacket wrestling team, and the senior two-time state champion 
will host a three-way wrestling match on Tuesday at the high school gym. It will be the first time Charlesdale County has hosted a wrestling match. They've got Station Camp and Liberty Creek coming in. Both of them will wrestle Rob, or both of them will have wrestlers wrestle Rob. But we are joined on the phone by Yellow Jackets coach Beverly Atwood. Beverly, hello. Hello. Thank you. Hey, thank you for joining us, Coach. Um, obviously, this is really a unique situation, and it's been a unique situation for you all. Um, I've had the good fortune of watching Rob at the state tournament, I guess, each of his first three years, and um, obviously look forward to seeing him back over there next month. But, you know, for you all to be able to actually have him wrestle a home match after everything he's had to do throughout his career to get on the mat, I would imagine has to be really special for y'all. It is. It's very special to us. Um, this has probably been a dream that his father and I have had, and his dad's the assistant coach, Robbie. So you see him on that side as well. Um, it's, it's, that's always been our, one of our goals you know, hopefully by the time that he was a senior, he would get to wrestle in his own gym at least one time. And when we met with Coach Barna from Liberty Creek and Coach Karan from Station Camp over the summer, trying to get some scheduling started, um, they were more than willing to help us out and to help us make this happen. So I'm very thankful for both of them and both of their schools to be willing to come and let this happen for us. You know, it's it's crazy. As established as high school wrestling is in Tennessee, you know, the number of schools that don't have programs, and obviously Trousdale County didn't have one before you all got there. Um, now that Rob's a senior, you can probably talk a little bit more freely. How, how much of an uphill battle has this been for you all? <coughs> It has been a battle. I mean, juggling, we kind of have to piggyback um, with other coaches because we have always been a one-man team. Now, last year we did have a, another individual that wanted to wrestle. Of course, his family had to provide all the funding and stuff as we've done. So they provide for Josh and we provide for Rob. Um, so we do have one other guy, um, and he will also be wrestling Tuesday night as well. Um, he's still wrestling this year, but after Rob's gone, I I don't know if it will continue. That will be left up to the board and the superintendent from there, but it has been a battle. I mean, it's been hard for, we have to get practices with other schools because we don't have the mats. We don't have, you know, we pay for private coaching lessons, you know, that we can find throughout or he does a lot of camps to get practice and a lot of practicing on his own, a lot of workouts on his own. Now, I, I think I think I know he was working with Wilson Central at one time. I don't know if he yes. still is working with them, but, you know, he's he's having to find rooms to get into, like you said, and, and try to work with with other folks. Um, are you all still working some with with Wilson Central? He has not been to Wilson Central this year. They lost a lot of their heavier weights. Um, so 
he tries to go to he does go to Green Hills High School. Um, sometimes he has he goes to Station Camp quite a bit. Most of the time, it's between Green Hills and Station Camp weekly. Um, he has even went during the holidays to Murfreesboro and has practiced with some of those guys over there with Matt. Um, so he just kind of has to pick it up where he can, um, you know, is for the most part. A lot of networking involved, huh? Yes, it is. It's, it is a lot of networking and we are blessed to have grown up in the sport since he's been in it since he was four years old. So growing up through AAU and a lot of the kids, you know, you just, you make a big wrestling family. It's a big connection. So everybody's been willing to help. I mean, even Cleveland helps him. He's went and stayed with Cleveland, you know, for weeks during the summer and breaks and stuff like that. And so, you know, it's a lot of travel time for him, for us, and has been. But, you know, it's all worth it to us in the long run. You know, and, you know, the the wrestling community is one of those where, you know, when, when people see a young man or a young wrestler, because we do have girls wrestling now and at the Tennessee high school level as well. But when people see a wrestler willing to work at it and make the sacrifices, they, they kind of wrap their arms around a kid and kind of take them in like you, like you said, and like you've seen. And so um, that makes it a little bit easier, I would think. And you said it's been worth it. Rob has signed a college wrestling scholarship and he will be at BMI next year. So I guess it truly has been worth it. It has, it's been worth it for us. All of the road trips or all of the miles we have on our vehicle. It's, it's just for that in itself, for him to be able to, continue his career wrestling and still get a wonderful education in such a structured school, you know, and for it to be, that was one of his goals. He always wanted to be a D1 wrestler in college and, you know, go further. So it, it's been truly a blessing and an honor to watch him excel. And we can't wait to see him excel on that next level. Certainly a unique situation that you guys find yourselves in. What, what, has there been any kind of buzz inside of, you know, inside the school, inside the community about getting out and supporting him and, and supporting Trousdale County wrestling for, you know, on, on Tuesday? Um, yes. Um, so Coach Davey Cawthorn, our head, our high school baseball coach, Rob has played under him baseball in years past. Um, he has been a big supporter. Um, they will be working the gate. They have put it all over social media and have are trying to get the word out and trying to do it. Him and BJ West, which is the junior high football coach, they have been very supportive. And they are, even when it comes down to Keeping up with Rob on track when it comes to state, um, they keep everybody at home kind of updated because, you know, we're we're engrossed into the sport and we're dealing with him out when we're at state. So they're watching on track and flow wherever we are to keep up. And so they kind of put it out on social media and let everybody know 
where he stands during those moments. So they have, throughout his career, they've been a big supporter, both of them have, of, you know, trying to get it out to the community. And so we're hoping that a lot of people do show up and do come to see them wrestle because most of them think that it's more like a the TV style wrestling. And I'm like, no, that's not how we wrestle. That's not <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Bring signs, though. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I tell people it's wrestling, not wrestling, Beverly. But uh, I, yeah, exactly. No, there will be no no turnbuckles, right. no turnbuckles, no chains, no magic dust, nothing like that. But Beverly, I, I got to tell you, I, I've known Davey Cothran since he was a student at Trousdale County. Please don't give him too much credit on this. <laughs> oh, Davey has, uh, Davey's been a big supporter. I mean, it, it's funny. We give Davey a hard time too. So Good. we've been around Davey quite a long time. So he hears from us, you know, but, you know, I am thankful that he, he does support, he does support it. And he, and actually Rob had to give up baseball because it conflicted with wrestling. So, you know, he's been pretty good about that. Well, no, Davey's a good dude. I really appreciate him. And he actually kind of gave me the the heads up on this event that you all have on Tuesday as um, he will be wrestling against Liberty Creek and Station Camp. Um, doors will open at 4 o'clock. The first match will be at 5 o'clock. And Rob will wrestle the first and the last match of the night. So, again, be sure and get out to Trousdale County High School and see two-time state champion Rob Atwood for his senior night at Trousdale. And, um, yeah, Coach Beverly Atwood, Mom Beverly Atwood, we appreciate <laughs> you joining us here on Coach's Corner. And um, good Thank luck to Rob. And like I said, I look forward to seeing him next month over at the, um, the Ag Expo. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. It's Coach's Corner here on Main Street Sports State, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mo, let's hand out some hardware. Do you want to hand out hardware? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Let's do our, the End to Win Life Team of the Week, presented by Custom Stone Handlers. 931-490-4990 is the number to call customstonehandlers.com. They proudly encourage young people to get in the game. Into Win Life Team of the Week this week. Picked up a couple of victories last week. It is the Lawrence County Wildcats under first-year coach Bryce Clift. They defeated Rockvale. And more importantly, <laughs> yes. they, they, they defeated down south rival Loretta at the Ralph. So... Wildcats having a pretty good year this year. We mentioned them in um, yesterday's um, in yesterday's rundown, coming off a big win Tuesday over at Giles County as well. So, That's right. You know, so there you go. The end of win life team of the week, Lawrence County boys basketball. Let's <clears throat> go to the Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Athlete of the week. The Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Athlete of the Week. Speaking of wrestling, Summit's Landon DeSalle um, went 6-0 last week, won a couple of matches midweek by Penn. He went to the Johnny Drennan Invitational Tournament down at Father Ryan, the same tournament that Rob won 
at, I think, um, 2.15. But um, Landon won the 144-pound championship down there. Won four matches, two of those by pin, one by technical fall and one by major decision. And Landon is a signee with the Ohio State University. That seems good. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. For wrestling, I feel like they they they, they take it pretty serious up there. <laughs> Slightly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, congratulations to Summit Senior Landon DeSalle, the Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Athlete of the Week. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the Associated Press Boys Basketball Poll because it's the only one we have. It's the only one we have. Apparently, technical difficulties prevented. And a, voter apathy, apparently. That I don't know. Only five voters, according to this email. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Um, 4A, Bartlett and Cordova at the top out of the Memphis area. Ravenwood, three. Knoxville, Bearden, four. Independence, five. Those two play here real soon. Independence and Ravenwood? mm Mm-hmm. Ravenwood is now 15 and 2. Ravenwood is now 15 and 2 following their overtime loss Tuesday night to Summit. Um, these records are as of Monday. So, right. Siegel 6, Cookville 7, Powell 8, Beach 9, and Ray County 10 in 4A. Yeah, in 3A, it gets a little dicey because there aren't a lot of teams, but there is one. And we just talked about it. We did, in fact. The Lawrence County boys sit at number five behind Fulton, who got all eight first-place votes. Fayetteware, Dyer County, Unicoi County. Unicoi County, where – oh, no, he's with the girls. Former Columbia Central boys coach Ken Cutlip is now at Unicoi. Oh, but like I said, I think he's an assistant with the girls. So. Gotcha. Uh, Munford at six. Upperman at seven. Ridgeway, Austin East is not a 3A school, so I don't know. Uh, I guess Chester County and Red Bank tied for ninth, and that rounds out your top ten. Austin East is not a 2A school. They're a 2A school. Okay. Uh, Oh, oh, (laughs) as 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 noted in the 2A poll. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) they are also number nine in the 2A poll. It must be pretty good <laughs> to be in to be ranked in two different polls. Impressive. Yeah. Oh, uh, Douglas at 17 and 0 comes out with six of seven first place votes. So I guess somebody didn't vote in the two-A poll. Gatlinburg uh, Pittman sits at number two, Kingston, Grundy County, and then Summertown at number five at 16 and three on the year. What I find most interesting about that is they are now 0 and 2 against Wayne County, and Wayne County not on the list. Well, Wayne County's 2A. I mean, 1A, aren't they? Uh, yeah, but still. Yeah, but they're not on the right. list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think that's a little interesting. Tyner Academy at 6, South Green at 7, Camden at 8, and then Austin East at 9, as well as Westmoreland at 9. The 1A Boys Basketball Associated Press Statewide Poll is topped by the Wildcats of Santa Fe Unit School. Come on. Getting four of seven first place votes, the Wildcats are led by 35 point per game scorer Alden Slaughter, who had 41 on Tuesday night. 41. Again, 
I think he has more 40-point games than 20-point games this year. Mm. Airman's number two, Middleton, Pickett County, University. I think that's Johnson City University School at five. Tied with Houston County. Richland is seventh. And, oh, by the way, Richland and Santa Fe play Friday night, tomorrow night at Santa Fe. Come on. I'll be there. And, and you should. And you should. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chattanooga Prep is eight. Rockwood is nine. Humboldt and Eagleville are tied at number 10. Let's see. D22A. We talked to him last week. Charles Wade and the Pope Prep Knights lead D22A. Followed by Macaulay and Baylor, who are tied for second. Brentwood Academy at number three. I'm sorry, at number four. Briarcrest and Memphis University School tied at five. And in D2A, you've got Silverdale atop that list, followed by Providence Christian Academy, Battleground Academy, Good Pasture, and First Assembly Christian. And what's interesting about that list is Columbia Academy just lost at Battleground Academy Tuesday, and they host Providence Christian, who they lost to on a three-pointer at the buzzer last month on Friday night. Um, what's You'll awesome? be at that one. I will be. And if you're not in Santa Fe, you should be too. <laughs> uh, well, it's also interesting about this is that First Assembly Christian is ranked fifth and also receiving votes with two different numbers. So there's that. Say what now? Oh. oh. <laughs> so, First hey. Assembly Christian is fifth, and FACS is also receiving votes. <laughs> it's the first poll of the year, which explains why there and wasn't a girls' poll. They will get a lot of this stuff ironed out next week. Yes, yes, they will. All right. That's your I'm session. counting on them. <laughs> we, we certainly are. Okay. Let's take a break now. When we come back, we will talk about the article that Terry referenced, referenced quite a bit uh, from Joe Rexford and Diana Rossini uh, regarding Mike Vrabel. There's a lot to unpack in it, and we're going to pretty much go through these bullet points and unpack it. So stick with us. It's going to be worth it. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, Chris Yao, Mo Patton, and plenty of Titans talk to be had. And no doubt. I mean, and you 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 kind of felt like there would be some light shed on how we got to where we've gotten to. And Apparently, the athletics, Joe Rexrode and Diana Rossini, got to the bottom of it, are shedding said light. I don't know that they got to the bottom of it. That might be a little much. I don't know that we'll ever actually get to the bottom of it, to be honest. But you're 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 closer. A lot closer, I think. You're closer. And we'll start with the look. There are just bullet points here, so this is what we're going to go with. Okay. Terry said it. They wanted to go more analytics, et cetera. They actually have an analytics staff in the building. But according to this, coaches never felt informed on how new personnel department was using analytics in its process, according to a source. If that's the case, then... Did Rand Carthen lie to our faces about sitting in each other's office and talking about the goals of the day? Because if if Rand and his staff are using analytics, Mike Brabel never said, hey, how are, how are we using these analytics? The coaches never felt informed on how the new personnel department was using analytics in its process, a team source said. 
there was a breakdown somewhere. Clearly. Because if this team source is to be believed, the coaches weren't asking and the personnel department wasn't sharing. Right. (laughs) And and, and clearly, if they were talking every day, at some point, this had to come up over a five-month period. This is interesting. Okay. Under this under this bullet point. The Titans considered moving on from Brayboy mm-hmm. after last season for a fresh start, according to a team's source. But Strunk still believed Brayboy was a great coach and worth keeping. Good call. I thought so. I think so. The hope was that an arranged marriage between Carthon and Brayboy would work because both men had shown a willingness to adapt. I would have expected that. Vrabel was hoping Ron Cowden would replace Robinson, but Vrabel was never told it would be Cowden. Cowden ran the 23 draft board to help keep the process organized and was fired immediately after the draft. Which has prompted the question, then what did Carthon do during the draft? So there's a misconception here about what running the draft board means. Mm Mm-hmm. He or, literally kept things organized. That's what Cowden did. He took names off the board. He as put they, names where they go on the board. That's literally what he did. So, but he wasn't making calls about... I, I think that needs to be clear here. It's certainly not. Okay. The, or, he, or, he kept he the organized the organized board. Mm-hmm. and kept them on task, etc., with what he was hearing around the league, you know, hey, this guy's not going to be available. Let's move on to this thing, sort of whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next bullet. Next bullet is during the hiring process to replace John Robinson, Vrabel asked if he could have control. Felt like he had earned it. And Amy Adams Strunk basically said, no. You have not. Well, not that he hadn't earned it, but it doesn't work. We've seen it here in Nashville. Didn't work with Jeff Fisher. Hasn't worked with Bill Belichick. Didn't work with Bill O'Brien in Texas, in Houston. It's never worked. Not for a long period of time. Right. Because, I mean, wasn't wasn't Carroll in Seattle at one time kind of coach GM? Uh, Probably. And I, I assume Belichick was. I'm sure he was while he was winning championships. No, Belichick definitely was. Mm-hmm. But it's not worked in a situation where you don't have Tom Brady. <laughs> Put it that way. Yeah. And so, you know, when Carthen was, was close to getting the job, Vrabel told – uh, Amy, that he liked him but didn't feel he was ready to be a GM, said, hey, let's do an assistant GM. It, it moves him up but doesn't give him full control. Amy said, uh, no, and that was when – And that Amy was the, took that personally. That was the first punch to the armor. Yeah. And – but you got – and I would like to point out, as I did to you off air before we started, I am wearing – this in <laughs> after reading this, I put after reading this story this morning, I put this on. 
You're I team Titan, huh? Very clear that I am team Amy Adams Strunk in this. I like Mike Vrabel. I think he's a really good football coach. I think he's a great motivator of men. I don't think he was a good fit in this organization. At this point. Where they're going. He overstepped. He did. And you can't overstep and be 16 and whatever over the last 13 and 21. 13 and 21 over the last two years. You can't do that. I know you were coach of the year in 21. I, I I get all of the things that go along with that and John Robinson and and you can't you can't do that. If he had won the Super Bowl in 19, then maybe you can do that, but he didn't. So anyway, punch number two to the armor. Uh, this one punched through. It sounds like I think so. October 23rd. Vrabel takes the trip to Foxborough to be inducted into the Hall of Fame of the New England Patriots. And we said on this show that it was not a big deal. Like, come on. Didn't think it was. Didn't think it was. It was a bye week. But I'll say this. He played there. I I didn't realize I never heard this quote. I had I didn't This is a quote I'd never heard. I don't want you to take this organization for granted. I've been to a lot of places. This is a special place with great leadership, great fans, great direction, and great coaching. Enjoy it. It's not like this everywhere. Now, stop. He certainly could have been talking about Houston. Stop. Stop. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this in and of itself, to me, does not necessarily sound like a shot at his his then-current situation. I can see how it could be taken that way. Well, but in I, context of what we just read, we absolutely can take it that way. You can. I, I mean, Whether it was meant that way or yeah. not, you certainly have the leeway to take it that way. Which is how Amy took it. It Clearly. appears. Because it raised some eyebrows in Tennessee. Uh, he said afterwards when asked about it in I assume a press conference here that, you know, they've won six Super Bowls in 20 years. That's what I was alluding to. I don't know what to tell you. It's just a, it's just a lot of success. The amount of success they've had there, the whole message was just for myself and the former players and everything to not take things for granted. The whole event did not sit well with Strong, team source said. She and Vrabel never talked about it, but she let it fester. Is that, that's a problem. That is a problem. But she might but, be a Virgo. I don't know. Well, I mean, when is Amy's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> All right, it, it's one of those things where there should have been some air clearing on that. I mean, Absolutely. I, I think she owed it to him to say, hey. Guess what? She's not a Virgo, but she's awfully close. September 20th. <laughs> she is just past. She's on the cusp. She huh? is just, I mean, like two days <laughs> past. <laughs> So I'm saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, this is this is a problem. You gotta you gotta bring that crap up. Yeah, you 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 got to, if nothing else, if nothing else, let him know that this was something that you found to be offensive. Well, if so, nothing else. Okay, so but but think about this. But let let's let let me just do some quick. 
math here hmm? on the Tennessee Titans schedule because what's the date October October 23rd what was the Titans record on October 23rd <laughs> that I couldn't tell you so 0 and 1 1 and 1 1 and 2 2 and 2 2 and 3 2 and 4 2 and 4 I don't need this right from now, you, Amy. Oh, oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe Amy said, I don't need to burden him with that while he's also trying to decide whether Will Levis is going to be the starting quarterback or not. All of the things that go along. So I can understand, like, not wanting to deal with it during the season. But, but. It clearly was a problem for her. Well, and here's here's the thing. If it's going to be a problem for her, then either she's got to address it or she's got to let it go. Right. So we go deeper. High-level Titan sources told The Athletic in November the team's long-term plan was to retain Brable. And after the, his firing, the source said that, that was true then because Strunk strongly believed in Brable at the time. And she wanted him to have a clear understanding of how she felt about him and how badly she wanted him to be the coach for years to come. Strunk did not get the sense that Vrabel felt the same way, and the communication between them got worse from there. The T word comes to mind. Trust? Tampering. Oh. Certainly would not be the first time that the New England Patriots have been involved in a scam. No. And here's the thing. It might not even be something that anybody could ever find out just because conversation between Vrabel and folks representing that organization is natural given his stature within that organization. Historical. Mm -hmm. So... Okay. Amy left the Dolphins game early. That's unfortunate. Can't necessarily blame her. Can't necessarily blame her, but maybe it was all her fault. That they won? Yeah. That they were losing. Yeah. <laughs> she left. Yeah, maybe she won. needed to leave. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did find this. This may be my favorite part of this whole story is that the Titans won on a two-point conversion that a member of the team's analytics staff didn't think Brable should have gone for. I'm not sure I'd say that, <laughs> even if I thought it's it. Exactly. Yeah, you won the game, but you shouldn't have. Probably should have kicked it, Coach. You never kick it. You're on the road. You're 5-10 and 10 at the time, or 5-9, and nine or whatever it was. No, 4. They were 4-9, and because that made them 5, and then the 6 was mm -hmm. Sunday. So, yeah, no. <laughs> um, Vrabel joined Strunk and Burke Nihil for a meeting at 11 o'clock on Tuesday that lasted two minutes. They told him they appreciated his time with the Titans, but they were moving in a new direction. He was fired. There was never a discussion between the organization and Vrabel about trading him or apparently anything else. So Ian Rappaport's... He was presented with options and said, no, that might have been, must have been 
throughout the last couple of weeks or something. I don't it wasn't know. Wasn't Tuesday, but apparently. it sure wasn't Tuesday because you can't not in no, two minutes. Yep, not in two minutes. And so there you have it. Certainly interesting. Is does this change your you know your view of the firing and whether or not it you know was the right thing to do it doesn't sound like they were on the same page and if they weren't on the same page and if they felt like it was irreparable makes sense it, it's and i mean uh, no need i'm still i'm 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 still a mike Vrabel fan from a coaching standpoint I mean, I don't think you can argue with what he did here over six years. Now, you you can take your exception with 13 and 21 over the last two seasons and that kind of thing. I would still tell you that yeah. how he got to 13 and 21 with those rosters is pretty admirable. But some of this off-the-field stuff makes his firing easier to digest. Okay, but how how much of how much of the things that you know, are going on and probably festering under Mike Vrabel's skin, you know, leads you to not being as prepared as you could have been because you're more concerned about whatever's going on in, you know, at St. Thomas Sports Park in the offices rather than on the practice field. You know, I don't know. I'm just saying that it makes a lot more sense that a team like the Tennessee Titans could be 13 and 21 over the last couple of years. Nobody seemed to be on the same page. And so I hate that. But Rand Carthen said that, you know, Derrick Henry is still on the table if. Derek wants to be on the table, and the new coach is open to it. Let me ask you a question because someone posed this to me. Is there a team that Derek Henry could play for that would make you not root for Derek Henry? Ooh. One, there's a difference in not rooting for Derrick Henry and rooting against Derrick Henry. I'm going to split that hair. Sure. Because New England comes to mind. Okay. And if Mike Vrabel winds up there, I feel like both Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill will wind up in New England. And Mr. Cowden. So, I... It would be easier for me to root for New England without Belichick and Brady. So, so no, there's not a team that Derrick Henry could play for that I wouldn't root for. The the team well, other than in the AFC South, I guess. The only team that I can think of Jacksonville that is legitimately an option, and I would have a tough time rooting for him is Houston. I don't know that Houston's an option. D'Amico Rhines isn't an option? 
What have they got behind Singletary? Nothing. They need a running back. I'd hate to see him in the division. Would hate. I'd hate to see him coming in here wearing somebody else's uniform. Well, if he well, I well, if he plays in New England, we gotta go there next year. But yeah, I, I think I think Houston's an option. I don't think he's coming back here. I don't at this either. Point. I don't either. And I hate that, but you know, it's crazy. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I still think 22 is going to be in the circle, though. Hmm? I still oh, think 22. Oh, I don't think there's any question. I just, it seems that it has always ended badly for the Oilers, Titans, and running backs in particular. Earl Campbell. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Eddie. Where did Chris Johnson go? I don't remember. All right. He, he didn't finish up here. Arizona. Yeah. So. Sure did go to, I remember him in Arizona now. Yeah. It never ends with them retiring. A As, yeah. Or an oiler for that matter. So it's unfortunate. Come back tomorrow here on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We've got a, well, we don't have any picks to make. Maybe we should just pick NFL games. It's the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. We'll talk about the playoffs tomorrow for sure. And <laughs> see who we pick. Oh, we've got somebody. We've got somebody. Who's we've got Fisk Gymnastics coach Corinne Tarver. they got a big meet coming up. So come back to us tomorrow. We'll see you then.